Christmas. Uh, it's good to, uh, good to see you all uh, today. And um, God's doing something quite uh, uh, amazing at, at the moment. We were just reflecting on, uh, obviously, you guys have had to book into the service. And uh, that's a bit of a faff. We know that. But it's, uh, it's what you have to do these days. But interestingly, uh, we've only been back, this is our seventh week back. And already we've had 25 people, oh, this is up to last week, I don't know how many is this week, 25 people who have never been to church before, ever, and uh, come in the flesh to, to church, which is quite amazing. You know, we've got these different hurdles these days and possible barriers, and yet... 25 people have started coming to, to church and, uh, and booking in. So if that's, if that's you, thank you. God bless you. Really hope that you, you're getting something from it and you're really, really welcome. Not only that, but currently, you know, we've got uh, Alpha running. We've got Alpha running on two nights, so we've got two Alpha groups. And combined together on those two Alpha, alpha, alpha groups, there's about a dozen people who have got no church background and never been to church either and they're they're separate from the 25 people who have, have come so so God's doing something so if you've been coming in the flesh brand new we'd love you to invite you onto alpha and if you're doing alpha online and not been to church in the flesh yet we'd love to see you in church and uh, in your own time obviously but uh, we'd like to really welcome you so uh, so that God is doing something so we're we're, we're really really encouraged uh, I'd like you to turn to um, the part in the Bible that we just sang about there, Luke 15. And uh, Ben sang about coming back to the Father. And uh, do you know what? I had a sermon all prepared. And um, I read it and reread it. And uh, I, I was bored stiff with it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, I'm bored with this, so I don't think I think everybody else will be bored with this. Maybe I ought to change it. So, uh, so I changed this sermon, and uh, so uh, this is a bit of a uh, a late night job last night. But actually, I'm really encouraged because I didn't realise that you were singing that brand new song last night, and it's exactly from this passage that I'm going to be reading from. Very well known passage, Luke 15. We're going to read from verse 11, and um, this is the, the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son, as you might know it. And um, my translation of the Bible says this. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now instead of waiting until you die. He's a bit forward, this lad. So his father agreed to defy, divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and took a trip to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money on wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him to feed his pigs. And the boy became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs on looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. Then he finally came to his senses. And he said to himself, at home, even the hired men 
have food enough to spare. And here am, I, here am I dying of hunger. I'll go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired man. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long distance away, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But the father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening in the pen. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And so the party began. Guess what I'm going to call this sermon? Coming home. <laughs> You've got to call it. You've only got this chance to call it coming home, haven't you? You know, who knows? It might be over in midweek, but never mind. But... Um, at the moment, I'm spending an awful lot of time on the motorway, traveling up and down the M1. And um, obviously, when you're in the car, uh, I like to put the radio on and listen to all sorts of stuff on the radio. And uh, this week on the radio, they were talking about the incredible rise of violence that there is uh, towards uh, shopkeepers, doctors, nurses, medical staff, just that inbuilt sort of like anger that is raging within people and they were asking various questions about is it the pandemic, is it the fear, what is it that's making people so angry and uh, there was some quite distressing stuff on there, there was quite, some quite funny stuff as well, this guy said that he'd never done internet shopping before and uh, so he decided to uh, get online and do his shop online and he went through all the rigmarole of all getting on the website and ordering all the different things. And uh, when it came, when it was delivered, he started unpacking this shopping. And uh, it got to the pizza that he'd ordered for tea. And he was really looking forward to this pepperoni pizza. And he got it out and it had no topping on it. It was absolutely just bread. It was just no topping whatsoever, no cheese, no tomato, no pepperoni whatsoever. He was so angry. He says, I felt my anger really rise. And I just got straight on the phone. I think it was to Morrison's. And uh, to their customer services saying, what on earth are you playing at? I ordered a pizza. I went online. I've never done it before. And this is what I get. This is absolutely rubbish. What are you going to do about it? I, want, I wanted pepperoni pizza for my tea. I want, I want you to send me one right now. And he could, he could feel himself getting more and more angry. And the customer service person said, well, I don't know if there's anything we can do right now. And the guy was saying, this is not good enough. He says, I want pepperoni pizza. He says, I was throwing a real paddywhack. He says, I wanted it for my tea and I want it now. And if you don't, I'm going to... And he says, and as his anger was burning, he dropped the pizza and it flipped. And as it hit the floor... He realized he got it upside down. <laughs> and he got on the phone and he said, do you know what? I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong side of the pizza. 
And you know what? It made me think, that might be, that might be you today. That might be you this morning. You might have all kinds of stress. Might be anger. It might be anxiety. It might be worry that's happening to you right now. And you, you might be feeling that life has dealt you a very raw deal, especially during the times that we're, we're living in now. And yet, I want to encourage you this morning. God can turn your life around. God can make you realize that there's a lot more in life that, that you are experiencing right now. God can give you a good life if you turn to him, if you allow that anger to, 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 to dissipate. In fact, God can get rid of that anger right now. and God can turn your life around. And that might be you right now. But God's an amazing father. And if you come back to him, the Bible says, if, if you turn towards me, I will turn towards you, God says. And uh, that can be God right now. So maybe, maybe you're in that position. And uh, maybe just that little funny story will make you, make you think about um, how, how God is. Last week, um, me and Dan displayed a little, uh, a little sermon about how God's heart is to us as people. And how God never rejects any of us. He never abandons us. He constantly challenges us and turning towards us. And even when we're going through some pretty tough stuff like anger or anxiety, God always comes and, and faces us up to his love. Sometimes that's not immediately welcome. But as we, as we constantly try and sort of like reject him and navigate our own way through our lives, God will always come again and again and again and challenge us because he's a loving God. He doesn't want us to go through life alone. He knows that eternity is important and he wants to spend eternity with us all. And God wants us to come home to him. So... I'm sure God's interested in football. I'm sure he is. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's an England fan. So far, anyway, in this tournament, I think he's an England fan. Might be, um, you know, Italy or something like that. After Might be Denmark, who knows, after this. But so much, much more important things that God wants to, to call people home to. And that might be you uh, today. And I get a sense that God is saying something this morning about his heart. And how he wants to, to face you up to the fact that he's a loving father. And he's calling you home. And he's wanting you to come home. This passage is, is from a well-known story. It's called, in my particular version of the Bible, it's called the parable of the lost son. In your version, it might be called the prodigal son. And prodigal is an interesting word. If you look in the dictionary, uh, it's got two ways of defining prodigal. One of them is that it's wasteful to be prodigal. It's recklessly extravagant, not paying any attention to, to the cost of anything, and it's, it's being wasteful. But actually, it then says prodigal can also mean being lavishly abundant. So it can have a negative connotation, but it can also have a very positive connotation. Uh, connotation, generously, lavishingly, abundance. And the author, Tim Keller, if you ever come across a book by Tim Keller or an article, uh, I recommend you to, to read anything by Tim Keller. Very, very thoughtful person, very good writer. He actually renames this story. 
uh, as he writes about it. He writes about, instead of the prodigal son, he writes about the prodigal God. You see, the son is so obviously, recklessly, extravagantly wasteful with all his inheritance. The Bible says he wastes it on, on wild living. And, uh, and yet, the Bible also says that when the father sees his son coming from afar off, even though his son has been absolutely wasteful with his inheritance, the father runs towards him, throws his arms around him, welcomes him into the home, and doesn't scorn him or anything like that, but says to the, the, the servants, get a party ready. Let's throw in a, a, a lavish party because my son has returned home. That's the prodigal God. That's the sort of God that we have. If you turn back to him, if you decide to come home to him, God the Father will throw an amazing party for you, even this morning, even today. The prophet Isaiah, he had a glimpse of this. In chapter 53, verse 6, he said, We all like sheep have gone astray. We've gone our own way. Every single human being, right from Adam and Eve, roll the way through the Bible, right up to present day, we have a tendency to just do our own thing. Not want God in our lives, really. Not want, well, when it's convenient, we, we'll, we'll pray the odd prayer or something like that. But actually, most of the time, we're just making our own decisions, doing our own thing, feeling that we've got the right to do that. And that's the way mankind is. It's inbuilt. It's that original sin, if you like. But... If you look further, we see that, you know, the Father doesn't reject us on that. The Father constantly comes and confronts that. And as we see from this story, the Father is looking out for us. He's looking out for us. And even when the lad suddenly comes to his senses, the Father's there. The Father runs towards him. And if, like sheep that go astray, get themselves into trouble and get themselves into, into danger. It's no different for us. It's no different for us. Many, many people, it might be you right now, you've realized you've got yourself into dangerous situations, you've gone astray, you've got, to, got yourself stuck in certain situations and God wants to say, if you're like that sheep right now, he's calling you back to his flock. He's the good shepherd he wants you to come back to him right now. The younger son had walked away from his father, believing that he could do life better. He wanted his money now. Life was much more colorful out there, away from his father's household. And he went there. And the distance between his son got further and further away. As I say, I've been listening to the radio quite a lot uh, on, my, on my journey home. And interestingly... Um, on my journey home, there's two spots where I'm tuning into a particular radio station that I want to listen to. But there's two spots where suddenly something cuts right across that particular radio station. Some interference. And there's an other voice comes 
straight in and it's a lot louder, it's a lot stronger. It's at the top of the A38. I don't know who's got something on there. I think it's somebody from Kilburn's got some pirate radio or something like that. And, uh, and then as I get into Leeds, as I'm coming through Leeds, it's like a local radio station that's obviously using the same, the same bandwidth and it cuts straight across. And it's really annoying because you're just, you're just into whatever's on the radio. It could be a song or it could be a, a discussion or something like that. And then suddenly overcomes this voice, this interference, and it's a, it's a real pain. That might be you today. There might have been voices that have come into your life. Once maybe you heard God's voice speaking to you. Once maybe you, you tuned into God quite readily and quite eagerly. But sadly, interference has caused uh, has come into to, to that wavelength right now that you once had with God. And it's a louder voice and it's speaking about something completely different and it, it's probably thrown you off. That's exactly like the young lad in this story. He believed, actually, there was more fun and uh, more of a life to live. And when he had money, there was a lot of voices around him and they gathered around him and they encouraged him to be extravagant and wasteful and he began to listen to them and he got led astray and that might be you right now. It could be that you, you really are recognizing that you've, you've listened to all kinds of voices. Many of them have not been good. Many have been, been quite negative and had quite negative connotations and results in your life and it may be that right now you're recognizing that the Holy Spirit is beginning to speak to you again. Perhaps it's a long time since you've heard the Holy Spirit. And yet, through the interference, you can, you can begin to hear the Holy Spirit saying, turn back to God. Come back home. He's waiting for you. He's got his arms open wide for you. He wants to throw a party for you. And you might begin to, beginning to hear God's voice again. I don't know whether you've ever been on a long car journey and Maybe you've been listening to the radio and, and the, the, the particular station that you've been listening to, it's probably on a couple of bandwidths as you're going down the country. And so when you're listening to one particular bandwidth and, and you're slowly getting faded and, and the signal's getting weaker and weaker and weaker, you start to lose that connection. And you, you have to retune back in to get that, that radio station back on a, a strong signal again. And uh, it might not be interference in your life, but certainly your connection with God has got weaker and weaker and weaker. And maybe God's voice in your life has got fainter and fainter and fainter. And God is saying to you right now, it's time to retune. It's time to retune your life and get a, get a stronger signal. You've allowed that weaker signal to get so faded and, and faded down that, that that connection has almost gone but it's not quite gone. It's not quite gone. If you retune your life, if you, if you retune, you'll get a stronger connection and you will get a stronger signal coming through. You begin to hear God's voice louder and louder. That distortion will fade away. The young man in our story, he'd, he'd lived his life how he'd wanted to. He'd squandered what he'd had and he found himself in such a state that even the food that he was feeding the pigs looked good. How bad was, how bad was that? The, the, the connection that he had with his father had got so weak that even the stuff that he was feeding the pigs looked good. 
But the Bible says he, he came to his senses. He came to his senses and realized that he needed to do something about that connection. He needed to get that connection stronger again and retune his life back to God. I had a friend that, um, well, took no notice of uh, the weather forecast on the radio one morning, telling him that uh, it was going to be really bad snow, and uh, if it wasn't worth going into work, work from home that day, but he decided, oh, well, that, that doesn't apply to me. And so he got in his car and he, and he went to work, and he actually made it to work, but the day went on, and as it came to sort of like time to come home, the, the snowstorm came, and it was really thick snow. But being the sort of lad that he is, he decided he'd be able to get home in his car. And so he got in the car, and uh, actually, almost immediately, he found that he was getting stuck in the snow. And he wasn't going to make it home, and he, and he had to abandon the car, get out of the car, and walk all the way home. Interestingly, uh, that night, it, the things warmed up an awful lot. It thawed out all the snow. And in the morning, he caught the bus back down to his, where he'd left his car. And he realized that where he'd left his car, it was all double yellow lines and everything like that. And he couldn't see it, actually, when he when he parked his car, obviously, because the snow was on the ground. But, of course, he got a ticket on his windscreen. And he got a notice as well from the police. And uh, so he was going to get uh, a, a fine. And uh, he'd realized that he'd gone and done the daft thing. He'd not taken any notice of sound advice. And he'd gone and abandoned his car somewhere where there was a penalty. And there was a penalty to pay. Do you know what the Bible says? If we live our lives our own way, we can do that. We can disregard the advice that God's given us as a, as a good, good father. We can, we can choose to disregard that. But... If we choose to live our own way, that's a sinful way, the Bible says. You'll, you'll get into danger. You'll get yourself into trouble. And there's a penalty to pay. And it's a pretty steep penalty. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. There's a penalty to pay. If we live our own way disregarding God, then it'll break God's heart. But ultimately, that sin will lead to death. But if we turn back to God make that journey home and realize that God's the only one who can deal with our sin. We can give our sin to him. We can repent of that sin. Our sin can be not just forgiven, but forgotten. Then God will come and accept us back into his family. The young man in the parable, he'd followed his own desires. Yes, he'd, he'd gone his own sinful way. The thick blanket of not snow, but his own selfishness had covered up the danger where he was parking, but he realized that there was a penalty to pay. But he realized that he needed to turn back to God. And this is my favorite part in the whole Bible, actually. Favorite part in the whole Bible. My favorite verse, actually. It says, And so he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long distance off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to the son, embraced him, kissed him, and basically said, welcome home. God is waiting for us to come home. He's waiting for every single one of us. In 1 Peter 3, verse 18, it says this, 
Christ also suffered when he died for our sins once and for all. He never sinned, but he died for sinners that he might bring us safely home to God. There is a penalty for sin. There is a penalty for sin, but Christ paid that penalty. Christ paid that penalty. There was nothing that we could do. We were, we were going to a lost eternity, but Jesus Christ paid the penalty when he hung on that cross for our sin. I don't know if you've ever seen that film, Saving Private Ryan. It's a, it's a great film. It's a story about four brothers, and they're all in the army, and they're all drafted out to, uh, out, out to war. Three of the brothers are killed in battle. And there's one brother left, and the mother is very, very ill. And she's grief-stricken, but she's also very, very ill. And so a guy called Captain um, John Miller is given the mission of going out onto the battlefield and, f- and finding Private Ryan, the last remaining son of this poor, grief-stricken, ill mother. And um, so Captain John Miller goes out on this mission to find deep within em- enemy lines and he faces all kinds of danger and eventually he finds Private Ryan and he begins to, to bring him back home and back to, back to safety. Sadly... John Miller, just as he's about to get home, he takes a bullet to the heart and he dies. And he, sadly, he's lost, but Private Ryan is saved and he's reunited back to his, uh, his mother. That's exactly how the story goes with our salvation. Jesus went deep behind enemy lines. He came looking for, for you and me. He took the penalty of our sin. He took the bullet, if you like, but he saved us so that we could come home to the Father. And that might be you right now. God sent Jesus deep within enemy lines to bring you home. And in the process, he had to die on the cross to enable you and I to be free from that. But you and I can be free. We can come home. Suddenly, the prodigal son realized that if he went home to his father, then in his father's house, there'd be abundance. There'd be safety. There'd be joy again. And Luke 15 gives that amazing picture of the father looking out for the son and welcoming home. Listen, I could say God doesn't care about football. Well, he's a, he, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he loves cricket. I'm sure he loves football. I'm sure he loves every, every sport. He loves to see his, his children enjoying themselves. But you know what? God's far more concerned about your, your eternity and my eternity. And God is calling every single one of us home today. And you might be thinking to yourself, do you know what? My signal, my connection with God has got so weak, I can hardly hear God's voice. And yet right now, I'd encourage you, open your ears. Jesus says, those who have ears to hear will hear his voice. Open your ears this morning. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit calling you home. God wants you to come back home to him. The penalty of sin has been dealt with, has been paid, and you can come home. You you can come home and say, Father, I don't deserve to be in your home. And God will say, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. You're accepted. Your sin is forgotten. 
come home to me. And if that's you right now, I'd ask you to just bow your head and pray a prayer with me. I'm going to pray a very simple prayer. But if you're sincere, if you really mean this prayer today, you can pray this prayer in your heart and God will hear that prayer and God will accept you and welcome you back home. And you can know even this morning that you are, your eternity is secure with him and you're back within the Father's family. So let's bow our heads this morning. Maybe you're at home right now. You can pray this prayer with me. I'm going to pray it through very slowly, but you can follow it. You don't even have to speak it out loud. God can hear that inner voice as long as you're sincere this morning. Father God, thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. You paid the penalty of all my sin. Forgive me, Father, of that selfishness, that selfish attitude that says I can live my life my own way. Lord, I say to you this morning, I love you, I need you, I'm sorry for my sin, and I want to come back home to be with you, my loving heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, that your arms are open wide for me right now. God, come into my life. Come in as Lord, come in as Savior, and enable me to live my life within your household, serving you, loving you, worshiping you in the safety of that wonderful home that you have for me. Lord, accept me now back home in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer this morning, especially if you're uh, out there uh, watching us on YouTube, please send us an email to that say hi at derbycitychurch.co.uk email and we, we'll follow that up. We'll get back in, in, in touch with you. We'll invite you to come on Alpha. If you are in the building right now and you really want to talk to us about that step that you made, that prayer that you prayed, we'll gladly uh, talk to you and uh, we, we'll, we'll invite you on Alpha because there's no better place to start discovering how good God is and what he's about and how, how he can really change your life about. But we'd encourage you to do that today. So get in touch with us. God is there waiting for you, calling you back.